Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm not going to take up too much of the intro. I really want to get right back into my interview with Sophia, Fate Changer. I hope you enjoyed the last episode and are very much looking forward to the conclusion of our conversation. Don't forget, if you haven't looked them up yet, please go to onblackwings.com. And, and I just like to remind people that like every, every piece of magic that we find out of like those grimoires and stuff um, were an original thought to somebody at one time. So our original thoughts and our modern gnosis is really important for staying relevant in the year 2023 or whatever whatever year people will be listening to this podcast in the future. <laughs> absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Thank you, thank you for saying that because I um, that's why it's called Rune Walking in Modern Times, mm-hmm. um, the podcast because um, it is super appropriate. Um, I love so my favorite. Thank you for bringing up Fehu because. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite things that I realized at one point was that as a business owner in modern times, um, your our posts on social media are like our herd of cattle. <laughs> and if you just put it out there and you actually don't engage with it and people are commenting on it, but you don't engage with it, it actually is bringing you no value. Right, right. So it was like an interesting like, oh, okay, I... I'm out of balance with that rune in this moment because I'm just putting things out there and not engaging with them. So it's like leaving your little calf or lamb out in the field to just take care of itself. It doesn't really work. And that concept, because that part of the story does apply to our modern life. Cause it's like, I, I love when people are like, but that means cattle. There's a much bigger story folks than just <laughs> it means cattle that walk yeah. around. And, and so um, we, it, it does take some time. And I think that's where some people just expect it in immediate, but it takes time to develop the relationship. Um, it does. Yeah. yeah I, I feel too like uh, one of the things that leads to um, a very, how do I put this? Personal gnosis, I believe in 100%. And I also think that the work has to be done prior to that so that you know that you're knowing and it's not just a sock puppet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So what was your your development like in understanding yourself and understanding how you personally, as your body is a tool to understanding and relating the communication, what are some things that you do, you've done to... Uh, develop your tool of uh, understanding but also how do you what do you do as a personal practice to kind of keep it going that question reminds me of uh the poem Sigdrifamal um where uh Brynhild uses the runes um and and teaches them uh to sigurd and shows them all the way put 
A, carves them all over his body and is just like, this will protect you. This will enhance your, you know, weaponry when you're out on the battlefield. This will do this, this will do that. Um, <clears throat> I think um, it, it just re reminds me of like how you can like, you know, strengthen and like fortify your fortress of a body um, and and your your mental uh, well-being uh, with the runes. Um, you know, uh, when I was pregnant with my son, um, for example, I would uh, carve the rune Pertho um, over my belly, um, but like the bot the bottom side up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, or the the, the the spine of the rune down so that it would like, you know, hold everything in. And then when I was just like, at, like getting really close to giving birth, I carved it the other way. I'm like, get everything out. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the use of that. Thank you. I've never thought of that before. That's brilliant. Yeah, because, you know, Pertho is kind of like the this... Um, a lot cup or like you know this place of uh of chaos and therefore potential and like you know so it's like i think yep. of the womb as as very much um uh synonymous with that rune a lot or uh you know i have a lot of back issues so um i use eyewash um as like the strength of the tree to like give my give my my spine strength or um you know i have pretty bad anxiety so uh i'll use i'll put urus on my forehead for like grounding because it's like that primal like base that uh, foundation that mm -hmm. you can stand firmly upon and i, I feel like for some reason, Uruz has, has that like calming, grounding, foundational energy. Um, you know, Wunyo uh, uh, is also a really good one uh, for that. Um, but yeah, using, uh, I think, I, I hope I'm answering your question. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Because I okay. think um, I get asked a lot, like, how do you, how do you incorporate the runes into your daily life besides doing a daily rune poll? These are great ideas. Yeah. These are beautiful. Yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah, you know, if you, um, I mean, yeah, there's there's so many ways using, um, you know, manage to strengthen uh, friendships or relationships or relationships within family. Um, yeah. There's so many things, you know, hanging, uh, keeping a rido somewhere in your car. Um, putting a guerra like on your calendar like if you have like a physical calendar like just yeah you know you open it and it's like you don't ever see the front or the back side ever again but you're on there right <laughs> those things yeah. going you know um if you're feeling like that that procrastination you know using ewash to really like break through uh, a procrastination or even you can use kenage for that too in the uh uh in the form of like torch for like illumination and like um yeah the aha moment uh you know you using even using things like um isa which i think sometimes people view as like a somewhat of a negative room is like a rune is in like this like stagnation place whereas yeah. like instead I really think of it as, as preservation mm -hmm. um 
uh, Kevin French, who um, is a is a uh, linguistical scholar who uh, edited my book, uh, studied in uh, Reykjavik, um, told me that ISA ICE would have also created opportunities um, in the in the winter time for more movement as as a form of travel. Uh, because it's creating that ice bridge that was once a lake or a river, you can now get across that. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, thinking of, of Isa uh, in those ways as well. Uh, there's just so many ways that you can um, you can problem solve with the runes and absolutely. Um, you know, and I don't want to shy away from uh, you know using the runes for baneful magic too. <laughs> like I know that's like a taboo thing, but hey. You know, I'm a um, white witch. <laughs> uh, well, and I, I yeah, I, I, uh, I don't have a lot of white colors, except for my beard. Um, I don't have a lot of white clothing. Um, so, um, I, I love that you brought this up. So let's kind of um, go here. Um, I think one of the things, one of the mind shifts of perspective that I find helpful when engaging with the runes in a more personal and more intricate and intimate way is removing them from our human idea of binary, mm -hmm. right and wrong, black and white, light and dark, all of that shit that we are applying to them because we want to organize them and make them pretty and put them in a box which I hate labels and I hate boxes and it really makes me insane. Um, but I think that's like, you know, um, Isa. So for me, I will um, sometimes engage with it in terms of it's you're standing on a glacier, but mm -hmm. that glacier is moving. That glacier mm -hmm. is carving a valley of stone. There might be rivers running underneath or through that. So it may feel like you're not going anywhere but it also, there's a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes to make what you're about to do necessary. Yes, and very preparation focused. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So like, like pulling it out of, oh, you're stuck and it's, it's, a, it's a, a blockage and all of that doesn't allow for the, the, the perspective. It doesn't allow for all of the personality traits and all of the story of Esau to unfold. Um, what are your experiences with um, with how they how they don't necessarily fit into like our modern idea of like right and wrong? Clearly, you've just mentioned that we are not we are not opposed to using them for um, what we in modern terms would say black magic or other mm -hmm. things, but. I mean, like, what are you, what are some of your experiences with maybe a runes that you've seen in a different way mm -hmm. uh, than than kind of the norm that is like, oh, oh, I'm getting a bigger picture of that rune now. Right. Um, that is that's an incredible question. So, <sighs> I feel like there's so many examples, and it's like I have to to kind of go back and. Um, figure them out. I know, I'm sorry. This was yeah. not a question I was like, oh, hey, let's talk about. But you also, you go by um, they, them. Yes, 
correct? Oh, yeah. so this is what I wanted to say about that. I don't know why this sparked it, but I, um, so in the spirit of not seeing the runes as, uh, you know, I see the, I see the runes um, as kind of like this chaotic force, right? It's not good or evil. It's just this place of potential, just like yeah. the Ganunga Gap. And within that, I see the, the runes as kind of like this, as opposed to like the periodic table of, of uh, elements, it's like the yeah. magical elements uh, that were created at the same time that everything else in the universe was, I see them as this cataclysm of fire and ice. And, and, and especially as somebody who specializes in the Elder Futh arc, I can look at every ruin in the Elder Futh arc and see Kenaj and Isa. I can see fire and ice in every yeah. single one of these runes. Um, and I think that, uh, that in, in and of itself was a really big aha moment. Like these are just forces, you know, and then they were discovered by Odin, you know, they weren't invented by Odin. They were discovered by Odin, just like scientists discover more and more elements and the nature of them and how they work and what type of environments all the time. So if we think about the runes in the same way, you know, like, uh, what is what what does Fehu look like as a solid liquid or a gas or a plasma? You know. Um, yeah. What does know. it look like in the hot part of the year? What does it look like in the cold part of the year? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I I feel like they're so can like uh, it's absolutely necessary to have context because I you know um I know you this way but you're also uh, you know like a, a mom and like mm -hmm. a child and a partner and all of those other things. Yeah. But like my interaction with you right now is this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. I think it's <laughs> super fascinating uh, to kind of, I love that you see Isa and Kenaz in them all. Um, I think that is a very, one of the things that with my students usually breaks them free of their two-dimensional idea of how they see them because it's like this might be the two-dimensional representation but if you spin it or if you create it on a mobile and you spin it and you move it it might look a little different and like can you pull runes out of this do they all collapse mm -hmm. into Esau like how does that and that and that would be very much a way that um people in the north would have looked at them especially mm -hmm. you know iceland because that is the land of fire and ice absolutely and it's why we uh, the namesake of the tradition tradition the way of fire and ice it's it's actually all based on that theory of the runes yeah i love that the runes is that moral value system and that being kind of like the all potential comes from that and yeah. comes from the runes um and uh, you know, I think it's also really important, which I think you were kind of touching on, um, was is, is looking at the runes and not seeing them as abstract symbols, right? Seeing them as pictures is really, really valuable. And I think that uh, is a breakthrough for, um, it was a breakthrough for me, but it's a, a breakthrough for a lot of my students um, who, um, like myself, as like a when I was like in seventh grade playing with tarot cards and stuff, you know, uh, a lot of yeah. people do tarot cards before they do runes or experience, you know, other oracle cards or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and so they are used to like seeing these like 
elaborate pictures that really kind of paints this metaphorical story. Well, we could do the same thing with the runes and, and um, you know, what I've, what I've done in my book is I've made little tiny doodle drawings of like, you know, you can see uh, the historical meaning of, uh, of the runes um, in their shape and you can apply them uh, in a modern context. Yeah. Um, and I'm making a, a set of rune cards that elaborate more um, on those pictures. And it's, and I almost want it to be like kind of a crutch as opposed to like a, for, I'm sure some people might use them as a forever thing, but it really um, like hammers in <laughs> all puns intended. <laughs> all puns the, intended. The, meaning, the meanings uh, of them. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I wanted to, um, I had done that for myself because people seem to have a hard time with the tarot. You're right. Like, oh, the star here means this. You know, the color here means this. The person doing this means this. But because we can't see it to interpret it, I did like for myself uh, kind of create these images that are, you know, helpful. Like with the aurochs, putting a picture of kind of a, an aurochs, I will admit. I'm not a great artist, <laughs> on, on it with Urus to, to connect yeah. to that wildness, to the aurochs. And um, I think it's very helpful. I think I wanted it to, as well to be a, um, a transition period so that when you look at it, you begin to see and, and then that connects. Um, yeah. And I think that's brilliant. Like as, a, as an instructor, as a teacher, as a presenter of this information, that is exactly, you know, those are exactly the things uh, that we need to, to have to help people. Um, I also feel like um, I love the idea of them being carved into my skin, which of course I have, I have them tattooed and I have in the past literally carved them into my skin. Mm -hmm. um, and I always ask people as well, like in this moment, in this time, in this class we're in, we're talking about urus. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel that in your body? Because going back to what you said earlier, I do believe it is a genetic, there's something genetically carried through that. And it is stored as um, someplace as a manifestation in our body. And we can also connect to them on a very visceral level by understanding that right now, I might feel urus in in my lower abdomen, or mm -hmm. I might feel urus in you know in my knee in the spring or in my shoulder wh wherever I'm at. And depending, it's all about context. But the wisdom that they hold is already inside of us, mm -hmm. um, and I, and I do feel like um, that is part of the step of of you know getting getting back to being in alignment with not just them, but like your own body and your own, your own tool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Urruj is a really cool rune, uh, rune to feel in different places of your body. Um, and it like, right when you said that, it made me start thinking like, um, what's it, you know, um, how quote unquote, male and, and female bodies have like a, uh, a different, uh, what it, it's, it's not balance, but it's like, like a center of gravity. 
center of gravity. Yeah. It reminded me of it reminded me of that and trying to find because it's such like a foundational rune, um, and and getting all of the strength out of it that you possibly can, right? Agreed. Um, <clears throat> and as a survival rune, rune as you know, uh, Arux as Alhumla being the the first uh, being ever to exist uh, in the universe, and how it it nurtured and cared for and brought out uh, the other uh, beings that created the rest of the beings uh, in the universe. Um, and yeah, like finding Uruj in your center of gravity um, and, and, and using it there. But I mean, it's like, I have felt Uruj like in my heart. I have definitely carved it again, like on my forehead. Like if I'm feeling anxious, just like that grounding effect, I have yeah. felt it in my feet. Um, uh, Uruj is uh, such, such a powerful rune. <laughs> I I really like that you use it um, in terms of partnering with it for grounding. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I always kind of go back to is that, um, and I I'm like I said, horrible historian, but um, the concept that Odin saw the Norns carving the runes into the tree, and like that being kind of a way that to manifest. So seeing the power of like oh how are, using the runes to manifest i think sometimes people can get a little bit like you know don't use them but mm -hmm. i i i do feel like there's uh so language they speak yeah yes yeah exactly the the use of it is you don't use them you can that's why i kind of like try and sit, shift my term like partner I, i'm partnering with it um, but yeah, like, uh, uh, I feel very much as though they are meant to partner with and they have wisdom to partner with and, and, and the grounding part of Uru's is, um, really amazing because it is that wild, that essence that is you not messed up by our, <laughs> our thoughts, you know, it's that yeah. animal part. So I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. It, bringing up the Norns, um, I think is such a, such an important discussion uh, when we're talking about the runes because, um, you know, not only do the runes uh, or do the Norns uh, uh, represent uh, what is, what is becoming, and what will be, it's um, it opens up a whole conversation about the nature of fate in Norse paganism. And it's such a complex, such a complex, like it is like, it's so layered. It is hard to pull apart and really look at the different aspects. But I think it's a really yes. important um, conversation to have about not, not only um, how fate works, uh, all the things that impact fate and how the nature of the soul is all kind of wrapped in. You can't really have those conversations like separate from each other. And no. I think, you know, when people are, you know, the, the norms use the runes to decide the fate of gods and humankind. I, that is the language that they speak. And so, you know, I think like when you're, using runes in a way to try to manifest uh, change in your destiny, for example. Um, what, what I kind of envision is 
You're sending mail up to the Norns and asking for this suggestion, this like edit. Can we like, can you do it this way? And like, yeah. you know, only they know like the full picture of things, you know? Um, yep. And, and, you know, one person's weird is another person's Orlog and, you know, only they can kind of understand how that all works and kind of how I describe those two things like, uh, like Orlog is like the part of your fate that is kind of like written in stone. It's uh, obstacles you have to work around. It's the, it's the circumstances in which you were born to. It's other people's actions, things that you can't really do, but with your weird you weave around and you respond to your orlog in that way. And only they can see the big picture because one person's weird is another person's orlog and only they can see how that'll pan out. Um, But go for it, (laughs) you know, make that suggestion. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, uh, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating when we kind of look at how basic, the idea is that we're going to reap what we sow. Like, mm-hmm. um, you, you can't plant corn and harvest barley. Like, you, you need to plant barley if that's what you want to harvest, you know? And um, when I'm working with people, the, the reason the Norns play such an important part of my worldview is when I'm working with people, listen, we're looking at their patterns. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking at their patterns of behavior. So who who better than the Norns to be like, well, if you keep doing this pattern, this is what you're going to get, you know. Um, and I think that you're absolutely right. That um, that topic of fate and how we now engage with it versus how the conversation would have been two thousand years ago, whatever, is that's years and years worth of podcasts to discuss that if (laughs) even um so can i i I do want to ask you since you brought up the term the the word fate Uh you have um you have a title or how how would you describe that like uh what do you use that so fate changer was a name that was gifted to be to me by uh my kindred uh it was gifted to me uh by ryan smith for the work that i've done um uh in uh radically inclusive uh modern heathenry and um uh the the activism that uh that i've done um to ensure that uh, uh, radically inclusive heathenry is relevant. Absolutely, that's, uh, what a gift, that's beautiful. What an honoring. <laughs> it was an honor, it was an honor. And yeah, um, I definitely, I like, I like the old tradition of gifting names like that. I think, um, I think it's something we should do more often uh, for our friends and our, our, um, our kinspeople. Agreed. Um, which leads back to the concept that in your local community, when you have this community woven together, <laughs> then, you know, like things like this happen. Uh, uh, rites of passage happen. Initiatory practices happen. Um, and they're not meant to gatekeep. They're, they're because you're, you've made a commitment and you've kept it. And the people in your community also see the value that you bring 
to the community and you, you know, give that back in turn. Um, beautiful. Uh, can I, I will say uh, that I was very honored that you use my term of Runewalker as part of uh, a way to describe um, what you do. Perfect. Um, I, I love it. I put it on my business card even, and I really I, did. I feel, thank you, thank you um, for that. I, I, I it, it's, because, um, you know, it came about because I couldn't find a box that I liked, <laughs> that I fit yeah. everything into, like everything doesn't fit. And, um, and, and I still have to tell people what it means, um, mm -hmm. what it describes, but, I felt like um, it was the one thing I, I, you know, like it's how it worked for me. So what part of that term, Runewalker, connected with you the most and, and is like, um, you know, why, why, why was that uh, something that you wanted to use? You know, at first I didn't know, I just heard it and it just, it like, it was like a wave, like an epiphany, just like, hit me in the face and I'm just like, yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> like, you know, honestly, when you first said it or when you first typed it to me, I don't, I think we were on a phone conversation and you said yeah. it and it was just like, that, I'm that, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, as I've been using it, you know, it's like, I do use it. I, I use runes uh, in all of my forms of magic and, you know, uh, I, I use it, um, I use it in my art, which is a form of magic. Um, I look around in my everyday, even if I'm just in my house, I don't leave my house. I will see all the rune shapes in my house. I, you know, um, I, I go outside and it's like, I see that I see things through like this rune lens. Um, my interactions with people are all um, now through, my relationship with the runes, like my deeds, my, all of all of my actions, all like my thoughts, like I'm just like inside and out, like I I walk the path of of the runes, and I do it so subconsciously now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's like I can. It's like at first it was very intentional, and it was like you know how can I how can I you know do this, but but now it's just so um, reflexive. And instinctual, um, and I think, and I think that's the point. I, I'm a rune walker. I'm a rune breather. I'm a rune seer. I, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you. I. Um, thank you. I know. Uh, thank yeah. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Um, I started off with it being uh, well. Recently, the way I kind of signed my name ish is Ken Oz with Rido connected. Um, mm -hmm. And then that kind of turned into uh, this idea for me of know your path. And that's exactly what I feel uh, is tapped into in what you just said is knowing your path to me, like the words can be deceiving because knowing your path isn't about an actual trail or road it's about knowing how you're going to interact with and how you do interact with the world whether it's in front of you or behind you 
and your path is really how you're going to do that. So the fact that you're talking about all of that, just exactly as know your path and, you know, Kenaz and Rido like rolled out, then it, that's brilliant. So, so that's very cool. Thank you. Yeah, of um, course. And I, and I hope that the term continues to, um, evolve in in meaning and and change for both of us as as we go along this uh this rune walk as it should because if we if we don't allow it to then we end up with uh, some, a some conundrum for people yeah yes <laughs> god yes um so any um any final thoughts or or ideas or stories you want to share about about your about your path or your path with the runes not not that they're different but mm. um hmm. i know it's like it's like handing someone the mic and saying change the world with your words <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what i think i'm like oh that's very scary someone's listening well it's interesting i really uh one thing that I will share is, uh, I and it reminded me with how you sign your name. Um, so I have a, a bind rune and I have it tattooed on my finger here. It's mm -hmm. uh, Raido and Yera together. Mm -hmm. um, and I call it Raye. Oh, um, like and I, I look down at it and it, it reminds me um, uh, to go forward with momentum down my path of fate um brilliant and i think it's powerful <laughs> and it's so I, simple out of all of the out of all of the sigils out of all of the things that i have created this this simple uh design uh raido and, and yera um is 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 my symbol go down your path with momentum say it again for me i really love that uh uh go with momentum down uh your path of fate Love don't it. be stagnant um you know keep moving forward yeah i'm i'm seeing a t-shirt in your future with that on it <laughs> i certainly hope so or like a patch or like i don't something. know something <laughs> yeah no because I, um you know we didn't get into bind runes which is a whole other like that's another topic. episode <laughs> that's a oh my god depending on who you're talking to it's yes um but the intention set with these symbols and sigils and runes when we employ them is very powerful and i love that you have that tattooed on you and that it's um a brilliant just a brilliant way to look at life hell yeah thank you I, I need it. I look down and I need it sometimes. And that's why, that's why it's my rune. Cause you know, I sometimes don't remember to have the strength and it's a little note to self, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, uh, I of course will have all of this information in the show notes and to give you a chance to let people know where to find you or how to find you. Um, where can they find you? Um, so you can find me and all of my classes on, um, on blackwings.com. Um, and you can email me, uh, Sophia at on blackwings.com. Um, I believe my book is on that website also. Um, I believe it is find, 
yeah, you can you can find a couple of sets of my rooms that are available on the website. Um, you can email me and ask me about all the different materials that I make uh, runes out of. Um, you can find me on Facebook if you want, um, you know, sacred uh, magical objects. Um, uh, my page is called The Raven Collection. Um, and you can email me too. Uh, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link of that and you know cool get some custom stuff made for you <laughs> yeah um because i will say i my um my amulet and my runes are both um things that i treasure and i use those runes every day so um that's so awesome i i thank you thank you for saying that that's, that's i love funny. them they yeah they're fantastic um and they connect to my favorite, one of my favorite places, Ireland, and the Bogwood of Ireland with, you know. With, I thought you got the bog you. I thought you I got did. that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I saw pictures of those. You said you had extra wood of that, and I was like, done, done, don't care how much, I don't care, done, done, mine. Um, yeah. So That's I appreciate beautiful. that. I love those, such a beautiful wood. Oh, God, it was, yeah, they're amazing. I really do love them. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on, but... Uh, thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit. Um, we'll probably actually be into two episodes by the time this is done. So um, uh, I like to keep them 30 minutes-ish. Um, I try to. Size. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's my ADD. I can do 30 minutes and then we're done. Um, yeah. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule to hang out with me today. And oh, I'm really glad pleasure. we finally got to have a, a conversation um, about the runes because you know our phone conversation before was something totally different mm -hmm. and i'm glad we've got to like sit down and share these these ideas and views so thank you so much this has been uh, a profoundly great experience i really hope that we do this again sometime um in, in whatever to. context you want i yeah. i am so down yeah perfect i love it cool well thank you awesome. thank you thank you so much Thank you, Sophia, for hanging out with me for a couple of hours and for sharing your experiences and your knowledge and your passion and, gosh, I guess all of those things equal your life and how your life is involved and woven into the runes as well as the traditions of Northern Europe being the way of fire and ice. So thank you again. Like I said, folks, if you've enjoyed this conversation and if you feel so pulled and inclined to work with Sophia, please do not hesitate to reach out and get their book on, on blackwings.com and uh, reach out to them over Facebook. All of the links will be in the show notes, and I hope that you've gotten as much out of this conversation as I have, or more. I hope you've gotten more, and I appreciate you listening and hanging out with Sophia and I for the good part of an hour, for taking the time out to do some discovering of your own. And hopefully part of this podcast has helped you to discover your path, which leads to knowing your path, which leads to 
following your path. Thanks again for listening to Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, the Runewalker. Have a good one.